Test, test, one, two, two, one, two. <laughs> Alright, we're recording. I don't know what episode this is. I actually haven't even posted today's episode yet. I gotta go do it when we go home, when I go home. Because it's like, what, 14? We might be on 15 and 16. I think this is 15, 16. I think, sorry, I should speak over here. My wife took the mic for me today. Um, I believe it's 15 and 16. <laughs> yeah, so Emily, Douglas's wife, uh, is a special guest today. She had... I don't necessarily know exactly the questions. I have a ballpark, but she had specific question topics she wanted to talk about. Um, speaking of topic, I can go ahead and do my Devo that I can do is a themed topic, which is relationships. Cause, go for it. Because I am still single, and Emily reminds me of that, I think, like every time we hang out <laughs> by, <laughs> by either trying to show me somebody or talk to me about something uh, about someone. I've so. set two people up successfully now she thinks she's cupid <laughs> i'm going for number three <laughs> <coughs> so that'll be the topic today um i actually love the topic of relationships though i'm not in one though like in my past i've not been great in relationships <laughs> um i've learned a lot <laughs> which is good um but no i i'm very much like a relationship person even though, I mean, I'm pretty sure since we've known each other, I've been single. I think I might have dated one person, like, when we first met. But since then, I've been single, which has been, like, a long time. Like, I think, I, I think I've been single since I started at DBU. So that was, like, six years ago. Um, but, no, I love love. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love love. It just doesn't love me all the time. It's fitting that we're going to talk about rom-coms. Oh, yeah. No, that was that was on purpose too because like <laughs> i because again i knew you wanted to talk about relationship stuff anyway and so i was like well that'll be perfect because that's also the one list that i knew you and i would actually be able to because i know doug <laughs> doug has no i guarantee you doug probably doesn't know three rom-coms actually not a bit he does but no no, no if <laughs> no it's different if like you make him watch them because yeah. i guarantee you he forgets about them so one he was one i can you even can you even name me a rom-com made in manhattan okay Fair and enough. the only reason I know that one is because of my mom. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like on his own, he couldn't give me a list. So I knew that was never an option. But with you, I knew that would be an option to do. Um, yeah, I got this. But yeah, so as far as Devos go, um, I so we always did, growing up, like one of the best studies that I ever did that we did in college, when I was in early college, even like late high school at East Mountain, um, was Ben Stewart's Single Dating Engaged Marriage. Love that one. Yeah, my parents did that. Is that what y'all did? Yeah, yeah, they did do it. That was the. I wasn't that in was it, a, So that was actually the second time that we did it at the church. Oh. Um, Gara <laughs> originally did it with us when I was maybe starting out in college, because mm-hmm. um, we had like a small group of colleges that we we didn't yet have an actual college class, and so it was yeah. like me, Jordan, Haley, Chelsea, like all of us who had just started out. Yeah. Um, that was like when. The videos that Ben Stewart did at A and M like really started to blow up. Yeah, um, he had like I think at that time he had written the book, but we didn't we didn't read the book at that time. Uh, we just watched the videos and, and did that every week. Oh, okay, absolutely loved them. I, I still go back and watch them to this day because, in my opinion, like you can never be too ready for a relationship, um, especially yeah. as a single person. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Even but that's the, like even in 
his later videos are phenomenal as well just because they are about the engagement and the marriage and stuff like that. And so, like, even as a married couple, you could probably, in the later ones, obviously not the single ones, um, you might not be able to get too much, like, new revelations from it. Um, but, no, I absolutely love those. I still go back to them. I think I've done that study, whether in a group setting or on my own, at least four or five times, um, yeah. just reading the book and stuff like that. Um, so I really, really love that. And I really love one of the illustrations that in his later, so he remade the videos Ben Stewart did. Um, he actually doesn't talk about this in the early videos, the A&M ones. Uh, but when he went to be a pastor in Washington, D.C., he actually redid the entire study. He shortened it to where he only did, I believe, like six videos versus the 10 that he did originally. Um, pretty much the same content. It all follows the book. Um, but he like has a few differences in like the illustrations he uses and, and, and topics that he's talking about. Um, and one of them in the newer series, he actually talks about Chronicles of Narnia, um, books that he grew up reading. I actually just read them, uh, for the first time. Didn't know they were that small. Like they're <laughs> like 150 pages. Like you can read Are them. They? Yes. Every single, like, so like it's a book, seven books. Yeah. Uh, I read them in the story. They're like, Elementary. it's literally this big of a book and it's 150 pages. Each. Like yeah. you can read them in a, in a couple hours. Um, if you're a fast mm. reader, you can get it done. I, I'm slow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a slow reader. I'm slow. <laughs> um, I, no, I'm a slow reader and I got, I read one of them in two and a half hours, like the whole book cover to cover two and a half hours. And so, and, and believe me, I promise you I'm slower than you. <laughs> I don't think there's very Are many. you the type of person who has to like, you read through a page and you realize you didn't. Yeah, all the time. I'll I'll read one That's sentence me. ten times because I'm like, oh, oh I yeah. didn't pay attention, or I'll start thinking of something else while I'm reading it. Oh yeah, and like, oh, I didn't get that at all. But also, I found that I'm, I don't know if this is weird. You might be able to tell me this is weird because Doug doesn't read, so I've never brought this up. Nope. <laughs> so <laughs> I just started. So I just started reading again, <laughs> like as an adult. Uh, uh-huh. Before that, I don't think I'd read a book in since like for my own pleasure since like high school. Yeah. Um, maybe even before that. Um, but so I just started reading again. And so the first books that I read, decided to read again was the Harry Potter books. Um, I'd only read like a couple of them as a kid, but I decided to read all of them. I was like, you know what? I'm, it was really because I wasn't doing crap at work. And I was like, I need to pass time. (laughs) It was an old job. And so I didn't do anything. So I was like, all right, let me, let me read these books. Um, I, because I had seen the movies, I knew what the characters sounded like. I knew what they looked like. I knew the scenes. I knew stuff like that, um, which helped me in this process. So if it was a book that I never read before or like as far as like never saw a movie or anything, I probably wouldn't be like this. But with the Harry Potters, when I would read dialogue, I would one, do it in their voice in my head. So it would be Snape or Ron or Harry. But then also I would like pace it to how they talk. So, like, yeah. Snape's lines. Hold on. She's never watched Harry Potter. So, first well, of all, she has no clue what you're talking about but when she you gets say the, these characters. She gets the premise of, like... What I'm saying is it. she needs to watch them because she thinks she's oh, better than a us. a million percent. No. I just... So, <laughs> so, in the, so, in the movie, just, so, like, this character Snape, <clears throat> he's very monotone. He talks very, very slowly, like, to emphasize his points. So when I read his lines in the books, I read them like extra slow and stuff like that, which is why it takes me so long. 
because um, I can read faster than I've read those books. Like, I know I can't, but I'm like, I want to be able to absorb it and, like, picture it and do all this stuff. Um, but I do that with everything, and so that's why, like, I'm such a slow reader. So, like, I can technically read faster than I do normally, but I'm like, I want to make sure that I'm reading at a pace that I can actually understand what I'm saying. Because right. I do that all the time where I'm like, I'll read something, and I'm like, I don't even know what I just read, if it even makes sense. Um, but, yeah, those books are super small. That was a tangent. Um <laughs> Talking about Narnia. <laughs> um, so, have you seen those movies? Yes, uh, and I did. So the you watched the movies so, before you read the books. But I will say, dude, C.S. Lewis's writing is very, very, just to the point. No, there's no like fluff. There's no like <laughs> extra like explaining of things or stuff like. He's very just to the point, quick. That's why they're only 150 pages. Like it's super small books. The movies have to expand so much <laughs> just to make it, like, worth it, basically. Yeah. Um, like, have you seen the Chronicles of Narnia? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, the, the, the battle <laughs> yeah. scene, the final battle against the witch. Mm-hmm. In the book, it's, like, three sentences. That's literally the whole battle. So, like, l- they have to expand so much because he just didn't write a whole lot about mm-hmm. it. He's very just to the point, like, let me get it out, let me get it done, basically. Um, which I'm okay with. But, um, so, in... Uh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader. You have Prince Caspian. Have you seen that one? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have Prince Caspian, and their their main he's on a mission with his crew to go find. Um, I, I it was his lost ancestors or something like lost captains. Um, and there's a really really good parallel in that book to what Ben Stewart brings into <laughs> dating. Um, yeah. and he t- and, and it's that on his journey he he's. Focusing on this journey, which is, you know, was brought to him by Aslan, who's God in the books and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, He's focusing on his journey. He's focusing on that. And then as he's on that journey, um, the book says he falls in love with a woman from the stars. Like an angel comes down, they fall in love, whatever. Um, The parallels are just pretty simple, straightforward. Like focus on God and he'll bring in the right person. Um, which is something that one that series has always kind of brought in into view is like, look, like if you're struggling in relationships or you're struggling in your personal life, stuff like that, like you don't even need to think about dating. Um, yeah. you need to think about yourself and you need to think about your relationship with God. Um, get that right first. Ben always talks about, he's like, get that right first and then think about dating. Um, you know, because generally it helps the dating aspect, obviously. Um, especially as Christians, we believe like the key to a happy relationship is first of all, we have to have a good, happy relationship with God. Uh, and then it projects into our relationship person to person. And so that's always something that I've kind of just tried to take into any relationship, you know, not just like a date, like a intimate relationship, but just like friend to friend or parent, uh, to myself. And, um, that was always something that stuck. And and, like every time I watch it at all, it's just kind of reiterates itself uh in that and and so that's something that i really really love about that series um and just the idea alone is like i think doug and i might have talked about a couple back episodes back i was like especially with all the job stuff because it's the same principle to where i'm at as far as like you know my career my future and stuff like that it's like you know i need to step back realize that there's some stuff that i just can't control um there's some stuff that just doesn't matter how hard I fight it, it's going to happen or it won't happen. 
And so just focus on what I can focus on, control what I can control, which is my own personal health, you know, by working out or eating better. Um, and then my spiritual health, which is just reading and praying and, and doing what I can to try and grow that better. Yeah, that's my Devo because <laughs> was, uh, I got to be honest, I was very not, I was not prepared whatsoever uh, for the Devo. Um, you give yourself away every time you're like, I do. I by feel, the way, guys, I'm sorry. I, I I'm not prepared bad. this week. Well, because also, because <laughs> also if it sounds, if it doesn't make sense, that's like my out. Like, like I, cause I don't want, I don't listen back to the episodes because I can't, I just can't get over like listening myself. I just don't like it. Um, so I never actually listen to the episodes. Um, yeah. when I'm editing, it's a very quick, like I extract the audio, which is also why, like we do it this way to where I don't have to go in and edit. Um, it's very cut and dry. I don't make any edits. It's all one cut, one take. Um, so I just go in, extract the audio and then format the audio to upload it. That's it. I don't listen to it. I don't do anything. <laughs> I might poke certain spots to He's make humble sure, ladies. I might like poke certain spots to make sure the audio is good. Like make sure our microphones were still like on. Um, but yeah, I don't listen. I hate it. I can't, <laughs> I can't stay and listen to myself on recording or anything like that. Um, so I don't, so I mean, if for some reason it would sound bad or if it didn't make sense or something like that, that's my out. It's like, well, I wouldn't prepare. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, we've done this for 15, 14, 15, 16 weeks, something like that, and I've only not been prepared like twice. Like, um, I usually have it so unlocked. He's humble and a liar because he said that way more I'm than both. twice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, very, I'm both. <laughs> okay. So, do you want to do the, the top 10 first, or do you want to do the questions? I guess let's go with the top 10 okay, first. Isn't that what y'all so, normally do? Yeah, it, it depends on the subject. Yeah. Because uh, I know most of the time I know if like we can get into something. Uh, which I think this topic we can, um, we'll like do the easier stuff first to get mm-hmm. out of the way. So this was, a, I'm excited about this one because I knew I would never be able to do this with Doug. <laughs> so I was like, I know I need to have a guest on here. I could actually do it with, um, we're doing a top 10. We're doing rom-coms. That's probably one of my favorite genres of movies is rom-com. Um, now I will say when we did Douglas and I did, uh, like top 10 movies in general. And I had a couple of rom-coms in there. Um, but like this, to me, this is a whole different set, like a separate thing. Um, so I'll, I'll let you go first, ladies first, <laughs> on your top 10 rom-coms. All right. My very top number one is New Girl. Okay, you did shows too, I forgot. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Premise. She, Emily did not just do movies. She did shows as well. A little so, combo like, action, yeah. I guess. I just did movies, I think. <laughs> I don't, I actually, I don't know if I know 10 rom-com movies that I like that much. Oh, okay. I probably, nah, I probably do. You probably do. I had to narrow down my list to Oh, 10. yeah, see, I, I <laughs> once I started looking at, because I had to remember for a fresh yeah. by like looking at something. Once I, saw, I was like, oh, I forgot about that one. And then I was like, oh, I forgot about that one. So I had to change mine a couple times. Yeah. Okay. So my my top is New Girl. Um, I'd say because, because you it's Jess. hilarious. And I was going to say, you're, yes. basically, you're <laughs> yeah. basically Jess. <laughs> I do identify with that woman <laughs> in many ways, especially the teachery part of her and 
I think also her awkwardness. <laughs> yeah. I never could flirt well, I don't think. And it's so funny because, like, the other day I was with one of my girls, and we were in the drive-thru, and I was like, hey, hey, man, are you single? She... Were you talking to the drive-thru person? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who this person is, and I'm like, I can tell my friend thinks that he's cute so i'm gonna like try to you know get things going <laughs> the, the cupid came out again i gave the guy a, a church card <laughs> she didn't let me give her number so, so you just witnessed to him <laughs> like you just you didn't you didn't set up no. your friend <laughs> so maybe he'll show up to church yeah you just invite we'll him to see. church does she go to your church I maybe. Oh, so it would help. Maybe I was gonna say like <laughs> if she doesn't go to your church, then that does nothing for her. Yes, it it would it okay. would be helpful. All right. Anyways, yeah, that's my number one. Number two, when Harry met Sally. Okay. Very good ending. Such a good ending. Yeah, that's kind. Of, that's a classic. It's funny. It's like. It's a long story, but it doesn't feel like it's dragging on mm. to me. Um. And it gets emotional, and there's just so many cute moments. Have you made Doug yeah. watch this? Has Doug watched any, besides the TV shows, uh, has he watched the movies on your list? Some of them, yeah. Okay. Some of them. Um, number three, Gilmore Girls. Okay, another show. I've never actually seen it. Honestly, I had trouble placing this one, because at first I had it pretty far down on the list. Because it's less of a rom-com than everything else on Isn't it here. more drama? It's very much like a feel-good comfort show, Okay. in my opinion. Yes, it has drama, but basically Mo- it's, most, it's yeah. guaranteed that it will be resolved. Mm. So it's what I'm going to watch as a comfort show. That and New Girl. Um, so it's less of a rom-com which is why I originally had it farther down on the mm. list, but I moved it up because I just love it. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> number four, Runaway Bride. I haven't seen that one. Starring Julia Roberts. Okay. And She was Rob- big in a lot of rom-coms Robert? in the early 2000s. It's not Robert. It's something. Downey Jr.? Gear. Deer? Gear. Oh, Gear? Richard. Richard oh, Gear. gotcha. Super good movie. Very funny. And um, I just love Julia Roberts. She's a good actress. Yeah, she was in a lot in the early 2000s. Yeah. As far as rom-coms go. And that's my favorite, like, era of rom-coms. Oh, yeah. 90s I like a few of the new ones, but they're kind of hit and miss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Next is another Julia Roberts pretty woman. Also, Richard Gere. (laughs) She's just like that duo. (laughs) Yeah. I'm kind of sentimental about this one because um, I watched it for the first time with my mom. And it was like a hot chocolate, watch a movie and cry moment. (laughs) Doug, Doug, I was about to say Doug had some of those, but not the hot chocolate and cry. Um, (laughs) He had a lot of his lists involve... Like, emotional attachment. Yeah. Like, the moments that he had. Yeah. And Gilmore Girls, 
I'm pretty sure my best friend introduced me to it. And then I also got to like introduce it to one of my other best friends. Hmm. So that was fun to like chat about the characters and everything. Um, the number six. Doug's just eating his chocolate. <laughs> He's just. <laughs> um, friends. Okay. I need to rewatch it. I haven't seen it in a really long time, but it's hilarious. What, I, I would assume Chandler and Monica's your favorite relationship out of that, or do you like Ross and Rachel better? Uh, my Even favorite though, relationship is the friendship. <laughs> that's not an answer. Hey. That's, that's not an answer. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> my do you favorite like do Rachel and Joey? <laughs> is Joey and Chandler? <laughs> <laughs> their bromance yeah, that's no. mine too <laughs> phoebe <laughs> okay yeah yeah they're both yeah they should have been oh yeah i i actually that was one of i think they could have ended up together that's like the, the one frustrating actually frustrating i do like paul rudd though me. like Ooh, I, yeah. I love paul, paul rudd, rudd um and i paul liked rudd. him <laughs> he married yes. phoebe I didn't know and so i liked their relationship together um, but I do think it would have been like a more complete thing if Joey and her, but I mean, Joey's just, he's just a man hoe. He's just, he's never going to change. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay. S- number seven is as good as it gets. Um, are you familiar with that? I don't know if I've seen that one. It sounds familiar. It is about the main character has pretty severe OCD. And he falls in love with a waitress at the restaurant that he goes to every single day. Mm-hmm. I want to say he goes every single day. It's been a while since I watched it. And um, honestly, it's more going to get you in your feels than the others on my list. Because it does like show the reality of living with severe OCD. Mm. And honestly, until I had watched that movie, I didn't realize some of the things that go with OCD of like locking your doors seven times mm. before you go to bed and things like that. It shows all of the the little, I guess, quirks, you could say, that he goes through every single day without fail. Yeah, Doug don't and have that. <laughs> it shows him almost like he has kind of a breakthrough. So I really like find that interesting mm. um, and kind of touching as well. And then number eight is Fifty First Dates. Okay, how's it going? Adam Sandler. Anything Adam Sandler is <laughs> at least decent. Becomes a softy and is still hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, if you haven't seen that one, it's a good one. Um, and then. I thought, oh my gosh, I haven't put anything on my list with J-Lo in it. J-Lo? <laughs> <laughs> really? Are you about to say marry me? Is that one of your... No. Oh, okay. So he showed me Made in Manhattan, and that has her in it. Yeah. But that is not in my top ten. It's like kind of similar to Pretty Woman. I was just like, eh. This is just... Even though Pretty Woman's in your list. They watched Pretty Woman and tried to make a movie as good, gotcha. and they, okay. they couldn't do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I chose The Wedding Planner. 
Okay. Which has Mr. Matthew McConaughey in it. Yeah. He was in a lot of them too early on. <laughs> are you a big Matt? Are you a big Matt McConaughey? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I am trying to remember like what all happens in that movie, but I mean it's pretty cut and dry. She's the I wedding feel like I've planner. Seen part of it with like Haley or my mom or something. She ends up falling in love with the groom. Haley loves Twenty Seven Dresses too. Or I haven't mom, seen that one. I mom need to or watch Haley. it. One of them loved that movie because I remember watching it a couple of times. Um, kind of same premise. It's like it's the girl who's always the bridesmaid, never the bride, kind of thing. Yeah. Like that's. Oh, maybe I have seen yeah, that. Yeah, so it's, it's it's similar. It's just obviously a little bit tweaked. It's um, yeah. Not she's not the planner. <clears throat> All right, and then my last number ten. Is Failure to Launch, which is also Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> but it is hilarious because he's like in his 40s and he has a very success, like he's a very successful businessman and he lives with his parents. And they are like his mom waits on him hand and foot, like makes him breakfast every morning. And he has two friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He has two friends who are in the same exact boat. And that sounds like a 40 year old virgin, kinda. (laughs) (laughs) His friends find this woman who um who has made herself a career out of getting man children out of their parents' house. So obviously he ends up falling in love with her. Yada yada. Interesting. So you definitely went with like early two thousands. Yes. And like I, late nineties, early two thousands. I I really don't. I don't think any like of the recent stuff as much. I don't think any of my list is that. So like my my the bulk of my like genre or as far as like rom com stuff is like twenty ten ish. Yeah. Um. I do like a few of the new things. Um, like, I think I have a couple of the ones that are on here that were like, either they were like Netflix. Dude, Netflix actually does decent with rom-coms. I will say that. Um, some of their originals are pretty good. Um, but yeah, mine, I, I don't go that far back typically. I think I have yeah. one or two that are that far back. Um, but there's a very specific reason. Um, so my first one is when we first met. Um I'm not going to know names of <laughs> actors or actresses. It's, I'll have to look these up. It's Bumper from Pitch Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the main guy in it. Uh, his best friend is the girl, the original girl from Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief. Yeah, I um, haven't seen Percy Jackson. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what else she's in, honestly. It's called um, When We First Met. When We First Met. Yeah, I'll let you look. Uh, uh, Bumper from Donald. So... Ad, I think his name's Adam. Have not seen this one. He is probably one of my favorite actors. Uh, he does really, really good comedy, obviously. Um, <laughs> but he's just funny. Uh, that one, love that one. Um, I'm going to write these down so, so I can watch them. So, like, yeah, the, the concept is, like, he's in love with his best friend. She doesn't love him. Uh, oh. <laughs> typical, typical that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it just kind of goes from there. Um, the next one is 
that awkward moment, which made my top ten movies of all time, because it's like a really good. Um, it's got Zac Efron in it. It's got uh, Miles Tiller, which is also Miles Tiller is easily top five of my favorite actors. Um, and then it's got Michael B. Jordan as well. Those are the three guys. Um, I will say. It's that that one's newer because that was like twenty nineteen or something. That was pretty recent. Um, twenty fourteen. Oh wow, it's a little older than I thought. Um, great movie. Um, I, yeah, dude, Miles. Anything Miles Tiller in it, like I'm down for. It doesn't really matter what he does. Um, three is Wedding Crashers. This is probably one of the older ones that's got Owen Wilson in it. And what's the big dude? I he hate always Owen Wilson. Why? I look. He oh, just disgusts me. Like, I... What do you mean disgust you? <laughs> I don't remember what role it was or what movie it was. Honestly, it might have been this one. It's Is him this and... Where, what's like, the tall dude? What's the other guy's name? Two husbands basically decide they don't need their wives. Oh, that's the one. Oh, what was that called? The Switch or something? Oh, my gosh. It made me so... I was red with rage. Yeah, that, that <laughs> one's more, like, raunchy, too. I can't like, separate him from that character that he played. This one, him and uh, is is it Vince Vaughn, is that the uh, tall the tall guy? Yeah, Vince yeah, Vaughn. Yeah, okay. So him and Vince Vaughn are like one of the most iconic <laughs> rom com duos. Like they're always in like rom coms. They're always in like just funny comedic movies. They're freaking hilarious together. It says on the cover, <laughs> "Hide your bridesmaids." <laughs> Yeah, so their wedding crash. The, I mean, <laughs> it, it, the 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 name of the game. They literally just go around crashing weddings and trying to hook up with the bridesmaid and stuff like that. <laughs> like that's the whole goal. And then they fall in love and stuff like that. Um uh number four, she's out of my league. Um that one, I can't remember the lead guy's name. He's the one in the Sorcerer's Apprentice. You remember that movie, Doug? Yeah. He's the lead guy, that goofy looking Jay something. I don't know. That one's a good one. That one uh it's just it's literally he's a nerdy Super is that Reese Witherspoon? Uh, no, no. I, don't, I don't know them. I don't Alice know them. Eve. Yeah. Um, he's super, super nerdy. She's, again, way out of his league. Like, kind of like he can't, <laughs> un- he literally can't understand why she likes him, kind of thing like that. Um, so, number five, definitely maybe. This is probably the oldest rom com that I like. Definitely maybe. It's got Ryan Reynolds in it. Lo- oh, yeah. That's the main reason, is because I love Ryan Reynolds. Um, but it's a really, really fun one. It's about this guy. He's, uh, actually telling his daughter, like the story of, uh, her mom. Okay. And so it's kind of like going back on that. Um, then number six is the setup. Wait, 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 wait. I missed one. Go back through. Uh, yeah. When we first met the awkward moment, wedding crashers. Okay. She's out of my league. Got it. And then definitely maybe. All right. Number six. Uh, so number six, set it up. This is a newer one. I believe that was like 20, this was definitely like 2019, 2020. 2018. 2018, okay. This one, I believe, was a Netflix original. Oh, it has What's-His-Face in it. See, I didn't know the main I actor. I always forget his name. Yeah, he's a, he was in Top Gun. Uh, he was one of the guys in Top Gun. I, don't, I, I didn't know him before this movie. Like, this was the first movie that I'd seen him in. Um I get him confused with um, What's Chris his name? Evans. So like, p- at least people listening might be able to know who we're talking about. 
Glenn Powell. You get him mixed up with Chris Evans? Yeah. Not I don't even know. close. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know why. So the, the so the two that they, they are interns for and they're trying to hook up their bosses. Oh their, their no, bosses my gosh, like, I've seen this. Yeah. I don't know if their bosses I can't remember if their bosses used to date or if they're just like no. they want I think it's like they want to make them happier so they can get off their back, basically. Yes. And so they're trying to hook them up and obviously they end up falling in love, stuff like that. Um I think it's a Netflix original. It is. That one. Th- That's good. I'm it's a good you, one. Yeah, Netflix actually makes some good ones. Um, you kind of have to sift through them, though. Some of them kind of trash. Um, yeah, a lot num- of them suck. <laughs> number seven, back to the old good, like, 2010s, uh, Employee of the Month. It's freaking funny. Um, it's one of the, It's like a hotshot dude. He has a dead-end job at a market. Um, <laughs> but there's this douchey guy co-worker that he has that's like always trying to best him anything and obviously they're trying to fight for the affections of another girl employee there Um, it's pretty funny um that's number seven number eight is life as we know it um i've i cannot think of the names of the two the main actresses and actors. i've seen this one yeah. but the main the lead actor is the army oh dude from gosh. transformers katherine heigl and josh do hamill yeah so so <laughs> he so he plays like one of the main army guys in the transformers movies mm-hmm. um i like him as an actor it's just funny. so like that that one's actually very like it made me cry. Intense, yeah, because <laughs> it's like they're taking over because they're taking over parenting a child because their parents died. It, the child's parents died, which is super like and their best friends. Yeah, very intense and like kind of dark. Uh, but then obviously it gets a lot more lighthearted. They figure out how to parent stuff like that. That one's a good one. Yeah. Um, but they end up falling in love stuff like um, that. Was number what eight? Number nine's four Christmases. It's Vince Vaughn again. Uh, I believe that's Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. You know. That one's just funny. The only thing I've seen with Reese Witherspoon that I liked is Legally Blonde. Okay. She's not. uh, She's very cheesy. Yeah. That movie required cheesy. This one is more like, um, to uh, to be honest, she she plays it. I mean, she's obviously, it's like they're a in a relationship but they're kind of like on the brink and mm-hmm. they go visit family members and stuff like that and his family is great like like trailer park home crazy <laughs> kind of thing it's so funny um that one's a really really good one uh and then number 10 is hitch so this one's got will smith yeah it's also got what was the guy from um i've definitely seen this one but it's Adam Sandler's like best friend. Yeah, the Kevin James. Kevin James. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got them two in it, and Michael. so hit so Hitch, the guy, the, the Will Smith, he's like a relationship guru dude, oh. and so he's trying to help him. He's trying to help Kevin James's character f- like get the girl, and then he obviously he goes on like he even goes on his own like journey with a girl that he meets and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, it's a really good one. Uh, I'm not like the biggest Will Smith fan, but I really like that movie. Like I like his stuff in that. Uh, and then Kevin James is obviously hilarious. I like Will Smith. <clears throat> I d- pretty well. I don't know. It's like 
he does stuff that's really, really serious. And then he does stuff that's like <coughs> kind of the mix of like serious and comedy. I don't know. I just don't, I'm not the biggest fan of a lot of his stuff. Cause like, I don't think I, I mean, can name I don't a lot know. of his movies that I like really like. Yeah. I don't know that much about him. I liked him in Fresh Prince. I mean, I love Fresh Prince Bel Air, but okay. as far as movies go. Another one I really like that you made me Honorable think mention. of is Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, yeah. That one's a good one. I that think it's one, on Netflix. My my roommate loves that one, or my old roommate loves that one. He also loved, um, was it Always Be My Maybe? It was kind of newer. Um <sighs> I think it was a Netflix one too. I, when I tell he watched that movie like six times in a row. Like he, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Like he couldn't get enough of that movie. I'm like, dude, this is weird. I'm like, you're you're like borderline <laughs> obsessed with this movie. It doesn't make sense. I don't. I think I watched this one and I really was, didn't care it was, for it. I didn't either. Like it was okay. Like it was a good like okay yeah it's a good rom com. But no, he loved it. And I was like, what do you love about this movie so much? I don't even know. But he lit no no joke. He watched it like three times in one day. I was like, this doesn't. I was like, this doesn't make any sense at all. That's. But I was like, whatever. All right. That's all right. So that's top some ten. Some kind of special. So you got some movies to watch. I think yes. I'd seen most of the ones. I think there's a few. Now I will say another one that I do like that has Ryan Reynolds in it. The proposal. Um, yeah. It's got Ryan Reynolds in it and what's her face. She's like one of the uh, She's like one of the biggest actresses in the world. No. Um, she was in the blind side. What's her name? Oh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my gosh. San- Sandy, Sandy Bullock. Bullock. Yeah, it's them two. And it's free. Yeah. That has one of my. That one's good. That's like one of the most iconic rom-coms just because of the crazy scenes they have in it. Uh, yeah. Very funny. All right. So now. <laughs> now we're getting into the deep stuff. Um, I really don't know. I mean, I have ideas, but. I was not prepared. For everyone to know, I don't have prepared answers for whatever she's about to ask. Best of luck. This is all off the cuff. (laughs) Okay. It is about relationships, like all of it, correct? mm, Or majority of it? Yes. Okay. I mean, it's not about relationships. It's about women. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So... In women, what characteristics are the ones that tell you she is the godly, like, wifey material that you're looking for? So do you want the, like, obvious answers of, like... So, so break it down, like, again, I always go back to, like, the Ben Stewart stuff. So he always talked about, like, there's different levels to looking at somebody as a perspective uh, mm-hmm. as a relationship obviously the first one is like general like is are they a believer um but then it even get can get deeper yeah no than that. no i'm saying like okay i guess let's break it down i think three, we're gonna have a lot of dead time to in the this. different <laughs> levels yeah yeah, yeah. um because so. there is there is the obvious answer of in general, like, if I know she's a believer, and like like a true believer, um, at that point, if I'm attracted to her, I'm willing to get to know her, you know? Yeah, so um, say you don't know she's a believer. Okay. And you're not, like, at the point where you're going to ask, 
outright. I'm just trying to figure it out. From like what two. characteristics are going to tip you off? Uh, well, so I mean, first of all, I try to look at it like as a group setting mainly. Um, I don't really. Not that I don't care, because um, I do. Because obviously, one on one time is very important, like to get to right. know somebody. But I don't think. I don't think I have to have a first date with somebody to figure out how they work, how they believe, how what right. their character is. I think I can see that through how they interact with other people. Um, I think typically that should be how it works generally anyway. is like you see how they work within, with other people first. If you like it, then you like, hey, let me try and pair off, you know, get more intimate time together. Right. Um, so, I mean, just how she treats other people is the biggest thing. Um, I'm like a sucker for sweet people mm-hmm. um like if they're just like very very kind overly generous stuff like that uh, that's kind of like to like the bubbly level um <laughs> it depends on the <laughs> level of bubbly because like i i'm an introverted person um so i am attracted to an extroverted person generally um like that is kind of like the opposite to attract mentality um that i found actually is like appropriate for me because uh, i'm very like closed off to myself if i don't know someone i'm not gonna like for us it's different because we know each other mm-hmm. like i have no issues being normal around like our group whenever mm-hmm. we hang out but if like i'm around people i don't know uh like in a party setting or a new church or a group whatever um i'm very closed off to myself just gonna kind of sit back and watch yeah um I am attracted, very attracted to someone who's outgoing, um, to someone who's like going to talk to other people, going to interact and stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of a big thing initially is like, that is attractive to me, but then, yeah, it it is very easy for me to see like, okay, how are you treating these people? Because generally, like if you treat people that you're not trying to you know, sorry for me and crass, but like hook up with, sleep with, or be in a relationship with, whatever. Um, just normal people. If you're treating them with like kindness and generosity, then I know that if we were to get in a relationship, that would be the case. Right. So that's always like a green flag of like, oh, this person is very sweet. Um, they're thoughtful. They're kind. Like one of the biggest things when I first got to DBU, this is a great example. That was when I first learned that I was an introvert. Like, I didn't know I was an introvert until I got to college at mm-hmm. DBU because I was out of my lifelong friend groups yeah. that I had. Um, one of the first nights I was there, they had, like, it was, like, right before, before school started. They had, like, a <coughs> ice cream social get-together at, uh, like, the common room cellar. They call it the cellar. It's, like, a game area, like, pool yeah. tables, ping pong. Um, they had one of those, like, it's, like, hey, school's about to start. We're doing this get together social just come hang out i went didn't know anybody there like i I literally didn't i barely knew my roommate i talked to him for like 30 minutes at that point he wasn't even there so i was by myself not knowing anybody um and one of the student life workers that were there uh, that because they hosted the event student life did uh she was greeting people uh as they walked in just like saying hey how you doing like we got freshmen over there something like that well when 
so we're in this line and you're going in the line so you can go get your drinks and your ice cream, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the line gets stopped as I'm right there with her and she's like talking, like greeting people and stuff like that. So like she does her, Hey, how are you? Where are you from? Stuff like that. And I tell her, and, um, she was one of the, um, like dancers at DBU on their like dance line or whatever they had. Um, and I came from originally my community college was Kilgore. And so they have the Rangerettes, which are like world wide yeah, yeah. and all kinds of stuff. As soon as she heard Kilgore college, she was like, Oh my gosh, the Rangerettes. She's like, I'm a dancer <laughs> and all this. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> well, I was to like, you know, kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm talking to you. Cause like you're making me kind of, cause I'm in this line. <laughs> well, then the line gets like jammed. <laughs> And so I get stuck there <laughs> talking to for like 10 minutes. Like literally we didn't move for like 10 minutes. And so I'm talking to, and it wasn't like she was uh, first thing, gorgeous girl, like very beautiful. But like, that was something like, she wasn't like, she was just trying to con- keep the conversation going and stuff like that. And like, I didn't mind that, but like, that's not me. Um, As in like small talk, isn't you? Yeah, I hate one. I had one like small talk to me. In all honesty, I would rather us talk about very serious topics Mm -hmm. than small talk. Mm -hmm. So I don't generally like small talk. Uh, But it was also just the whole like I'm in this moment finding out that I'm very introverted and I don't know how to deal with that. Like that whole night, I like sat in the corner and just watched people because like I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Like I was even I remember I remember I even text my mom. I was like, Mom, I think I'm an introverted person. I was like, I'm, I was like, I was like, mom, I'm freaking out at this, like get together. Cause like, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't want to talk to him. And, um, but so throughout that night I was kind of like hopping, play, like I'd watch people play pool, then come over and watch people ping pong through that night. I think it was like two or three different times. That same girl found me multiple times. Cause she saw that I was like sitting alone, not doing anything. And she was like trying to get me to interact with people and so, and not in like a, like obnoxious, like a, I wanted her to go away, like stop talking to me, but like a very friendly, like, Oh yeah. yeah like just trying to include me. Yeah. That was yeah, very yeah. attractive. Like very attractive. Like she, <laughs> I instantly fell in How love. How attractive? <laughs> I instantly fell in love with that girl. Um, but like, I also got to know her a little bit better. Like as like the years there, um, she's married now to like a really, really nice dude. Um, but like she was always cool, cool, just cool. like the sweetest, <laughs> kindest person to everyone. Like that's just how she was. Yeah. Um, and that is, I found I was like, dang, that's really attractive. Um, and so that's something that I always look for is like, if I can see her to to again like more or less random people, um, just like being overly generous or, um, just like, you know, excited to see them, excited to talk to them, not feeling like she's a bot like she's being bothered by them or talk to them. That's something that is, um, (laughs) whose car was that? I I saw somebody. Um, yeah, that, that's something that I definitely look for because that's like a first initial key of like, Oh, that might be someone that I might want to try and get to know kind of thing. Yeah. Do you know who it is? Doug's parents just oh, okay. I was like, so showed confused. up in their new ride. We're recording. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
right, next one. Let's go. Keep going. Fire them I off. knew it had to be them. Yeah, I was so showing confused. Up I, was out like, of nowhere. I was like, I was like, are over there. It was the honk that tipped me off. It was my father-in-law, my loving, wonderful father-in-law. Um, okay, so my next question then. I, this is not planned. Like, okay, I I got kind of um, better, I guess, at really listening to people okay. in college and not planning my next move. And so after listening to you, now I have another question. To oh, ask. okay. So this is okay. I was like, where are you going with that? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so, um, why is it that you think extrovertedness? is attractive to you do you think that it is them seeking you out that's attractive do you think that it just is like easier for you to interact with someone who's extroverted or oh god no is, <laughs> is there necessarily something that like turns you off to introverts it's not that i'm turned off by introverts um initially it, it it can be simplified as like that's just who that's just who I notice mm-hmm. more often than not is an extroverted person because again introverted people are gonna try and keep to themselves right so I might not notice the introvert off the bat but I will notice the extrovert and it just happens that like they might have qualities that I like or they might have, yeah but I also I can go deeper with it because again like I went from being an extroverted person here um, to getting thrown out of my element and realizing, oh crap, I'm introverted is yeah. all get out. Um, <laughs> like to the level of like, I didn't make friends, uh, like friends made me in college. Like I didn't make yeah. friends in college. My friends were my roommates cause I had to be like somewhat close to them and I just got to know them. And obviously yeah. as I got, like I some of my best friends from DBU were my roommates. Yes. But like we have lifelong relationships now. Um, so it does work out like that, but like, I don't, generally go out and seek people um that's just not and so i do think that again i think there's a lot of truth to like the opposites attract yeah um the philosopher paula abdul is it paula abdul yeah paula abdul she's the one that sang it uh opposite it was like an 80s song or something (laughs) it was like opposite opposites attract um it it actually does make a lot of sense because it's like because I think if you if you um, have done the Ben Stewart studies and stuff like that, like that is something that he talks about. Is he brings up mm-hmm. a couple of couples, a few different couples that like one was a very introverted person, one was an extroverted, and what they did was they brought out that side mm-hmm. of the other person. Mm-hmm. So like the introvert was able to kind of bring that extroverted to a deeper like mental like spiritual sense. Yeah, the extroverted person was able to bring out that introvert to you know to the world, to different experiences, stuff like that. So I do think that having that opposite um, just personality does help uh, in, in character building. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I, you know, a lot of times people will say like a soulmate completes you. Obviously as believers, <laughs> we shouldn't believe that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do think that like, Cause I don't believe in a quote unquote soulmate as in someone who completes you, mm-hmm. but I do believe in a soulmate as in like God has one specific person for you or yeah. multiple, obviously like death can happen and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but like God has specific, a specific person when he looks at like your future. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in that case, I do think that like that God makes it to where that person will help bring out better parts of you that you can't bring out yourself. Right. Um, just like following God, like that brings out the better nature of our humanity. Like another believer who is following that same path can help you build onto that and help you build onto things that you might not have been able to do by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that that's kind of like the walk around version of it. But yeah. Honestly, like initially, like if I don't know her from Eve, it's, I see her more often. Like I see the extroverts more often mm-hmm. because they're extroverted, you know, yeah. they're, they're out in the middle their center of attention or, or putting themselves out there. So then I have to ask, say you get in, a relationship with an extrovert, mm-hmm. like someone who's very extroverted. What is that going to look like for you? Because I don't know exactly what you mean when you say you're an introvert, but for me, I have to have hours to recharge after a social gathering. Yeah. Is that where you're at? So, so I, I love alone time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, <laughs> like the tip, the tip, obviously the typical answers for introverted is yes, it's, introverts require self time to like recharge right extroverts get recharged by being around people right so the reason i say uh, uh um like around here you won't know me as an introverted person because again like, like i i look at it as a spectrum because i can do both in a yeah. way i love like one of my favorite things ever and we me and doug talked about it uh a couple weeks back when we were talking about like thanksgiving i love thanksgiving and christmas so much because i get to go spend time with my extended family right. like my cousins and my aunt and uncles and grandparents and all that stuff so like that is like a rejuvenating like i love this time with other people mm-hmm. um i also love my alone time like i love doing my own thing i love just not having people around you know just chilling out um both of those can be beneficial for me as far as like energy. Mm-hmm. Um, my aspect of like the introvert versus extrovert is as far as like how I compute is like introverts, it, especially in my cases, I, I need a lot of time with somebody to feel comfortable with them. Yeah. To show them my extroverted side mm-hmm. because I, I, I do have an extroverted side, but you're not going to see it until I've like, until we're like, pretty close um which is why everyone around here only knows me as like an extroverted more outgoing kind of person right because i've known him my entire life yeah like you know doug i've known doug since he was born you know Mm -hmm. he knows that side of me like he's never known the introverted side because we've always been around each other but like you bring in someone new i'm gonna be more standoffish until i get to know him a little bit better once i get to know him a little bit better then i'll start to kind of relax and and open up a little bit more Okay, so say you have an extroverted girlfriend. Mm -hmm. What is that balance going to look like when she's wanting to go out and hang out with friends every single day? Do you think that's going to be good? Like you'll go three days of the week with her and two days, you know, you'll stay home and keep to yourself type of thing? Or That was a balance kind of that Doug and I had to find Mm -hmm. not because I like to go out but because he does keep to himself Mm -hmm. for me um recharging was being 
with him and just him mm. and not necessarily talking. And honestly, I I mean, we're still working on this. It's not just like, it's not something that you figure out. No. Yeah. You, you know, f- you're still newly married. Like I know you've been married a while, but you're still in your first year. Obviously. Yeah. You find out your balance while you're dating mm. and then you have to find out a completely new balance. Once Living you get together. Married. Yeah. So, um, he would like get home, go shut himself in this room, mm-hmm. play a video game. And I'm like, yes, yeah, it's, it's like his decompression. <laughs> yeah. I'm introverted, but my top love language with him is quality time. But do you not understand that that's because you know him so well? Like if it wasn't your spouse, it wouldn't be like that. Right. When we were dating, it wasn't like that. Yeah. It was, you want your own self time. And so, you know, I had to explain to him that like, like you're a part of me now. Be acknowledged. (laughs) Yeah, you're a part of me (laughs) now. Thirty minutes. (laughs) Like, come sit with me. He would think of how, you know, he would think of it personally. Of, I get home and I see you watching, you know, TV. I think you want to be left alone. I'm like, Mm, no, I'm only doing that to pass the time until you get here. (laughs) And then I want to spend time together. So back to the whole, like, I do have instances where I can have both the extroverted and introverted sides be, like, beneficial to my energy levels. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like, around the right crowds, I do enjoy that. And I do, like, get energy from that. Like, I don't get tired of that kind of thing. Um, so, yes, it will depend on the circumstances, if, like, obviously, if I'm dating someone, then I'm getting to know her friends and, like, she's getting to know mine, vice versa. Right. So it will get to a point where it's easy enough to be like, oh, yeah, I'm great with going out. My big thing will probably be along the lines of what yours is, is, like, as long as I'm with you, it doesn't really matter Yeah. what's going on. Like, we can be around a group. We can be to ourselves. Like, it doesn't really matter. Um yeah, th- as far as, like, the energy level thing, like, again, yeah, it, it'll, out the gate, yeah, there'll be new instances where, like, oh, I'm meeting her friends for the first time or something like that. And so, yeah, maybe a little awkward. Mm-hmm. But, again, I would at least have the safety net of my person. Mm-hmm. And so it wouldn't be as, like, detrimental as, like, what DBU was when I first got there. Right. It's almost like they're a boost to your confidence yeah, just by yeah. being there. Yeah, it's they're, they're a safety net that you yeah. have. Um, not in like a negative way either. Like to, it's like, oh, I can rely on them. Yeah. Even if I'm not like in my element or an element that I'm comfortable with. Right. All right. How long have we been going? Oh, no, I'm not even ask. worried about the time. We're just ask your questions. <laughs> okay. We can have a three-hour episode. I don't care. Because <laughs> this is the thing. I was, I, I'm much more excited about this episode than the next one. <laughs> Um, because I love talking about this stuff. Um, again, I haven't dated in a long time, but I, I, I love relationships and I love talking about them. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm perfectly fine if this like keeps, ask whatever you want to ask. Okay. So I'm going to go back around to the original question, Mm. which was, okay. So indicator and stage one mm-hmm. is she's very sweet. Yeah. Very kind. Is there anything else? Um, 
as far as like just normal characteristics, uh-huh. like are we talking about like because there's there's different levels to it. Like obviously, I have to be attracted to somebody. This is like yeah, this is so this is like their personality kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, again, I I always feel I, I've always kind of felt like I have a pretty good act knack for seeing if someone's a believer or not. Yeah. And again, obviously the Bible talks about it where it, it's through the fruit that you produce. Um, right. And so, yes, there are instances. It's like, yeah, again, the, that loving thing, like very caring about people and, and just like, you know, excitement to see people, stuff like that. Um, I, I do tend to think like people who are generous and like, serving are mm-hmm. also there but like serving isn't one of my love languages so it's not necessarily one that like i need to see uh-huh. um it's all obviously it's always great uh like there is few things that are more attractive than seeing like a godly woman serving mm-hmm. um and i think that's how it should be obviously yeah but that's not one of those things like if i don't see it, it's like oh no I, they're not the person it's like whatever um <laughs> But I also like me being like a theo- uh, theology buff, nerd, whatever you want to <laughs> call it. I don't know. Um, because again, like I studied it. So like it was my life for six, seven years. Right. Um, and even before that, I mean, my dad was a preacher, a children's minister. Like I grew up around it. And so like studying theology was always a part of just the, the life. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding someone not necessarily that they have to know as much as me. Cause to be honest, I don't think I'll find a spouse unless they went to th- seminary like themselves and did the, like, I don't think I'll find a, a, a partner, um, who is going to know more than me, like challenge me, like to deeper, deeper depths of like what I know as far as theology goes. Um, not saying I know everything, obviously not. Um, but I mean, again, like I, I spent six years doing it at the college level. Um, and so, but like just the idea of like, they want to know, like they want to learn, they have that mm-hmm. desire to, because like I was actually talking uh, to one of my old roommates about this, um, like a couple weeks ago. Um, I, a lot of people, so like one of the, I guess, phrases that you always hear when it comes to like dating especially dating in like a christian relationship is they're like you want to be equally yoked equally yoked equally yoked this equal like yeah that's the phrase um that's the go-to like anyone who has like any kind of advice is going to tell you something like that or similar yeah but i i think a lot of people don't missionary date yeah but even in that sense i think a lot of people can misinterpret that as in like because I, I know i did this when i was younger um like don't date so they're like oh don't date someone like do, you don't want to date a baby christian you don't want to date this you don't want to date that um because they're not on your level like mm-hmm. again and this is not like a ego thing but like i don't think i'm gonna find someone who's i, I don't think it's in my cards to marry a theologian I, I, right i just don't so i so unless i do i'm not gonna find someone who like knows as much as i do as far as like theology um but you know you wouldn't say that necessarily because they don't know as much about theology, they're not as spiritually mature. No, and that that's my point. Because yeah. a lot of people think that 
a lot of people think, oh, well, they need to know as much as I do or it's not worth it. No, like w- when they're talking about like equally yoked and stuff like that, I look at it as capacity level. Mm-hmm. Like, can this person not only like not only get to where you're at, but like, do they have the capacity to keep up with you basically? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, like there's like an example of a, um, I think it was, I can't remember who the preacher was, but he was like, he had two water bottles and he's like, look, he's like, if I fill this water bottle up three fourths of the way and I have this water bottle at a quarter, these, a lot of people would say these are unequally yoked because there's more liquid in this one than that one. He's like, it's not about that. It's about the container. He's like, the container has the ability to hold just as much as the other one. They can both have the same amount of liquid. Um, they just don't at the moment. So he's like, that's what you need to look at as far as like when you hear that, like having someone who's on your level, equally yoked, whatever, because these both of these bottles have the capacity to have the same amount. Mm-hmm. Just because they don't doesn't mean that they're lesser than you or you're right. greater than they are. Mm-hmm. So I look at it like that. Um, so like that is one of the things. So like if I can see that they're willing to learn and want to learn and, and like are inquisitive and like think of different things and think of it different ways like that is also something that's very attractive to me um because that shows that they have like a mind of like oh i want to learn this or like i want to get to this level or, or something like that all right so i had another question and i lost it <laughs> that was directly related about the equally yoked yeah. Um, what do you consider to be theology? Because, <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, I don't know if what you think of is, I know who Paul's uncle's dog was. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I, you say, I'm a theology nerd. I'm a theology buff. Like, does this mean... You know, you understand. I want you to name all of Paul's cousins. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's my question is, there's like different tiers of importance. No, there is. Absolutely. You know? Um, So like, do you want someone who's open to learning those fun facts type of situation or someone who's open to spiritually developing? Or, I mean, obviously you want that. Yeah. But do you need both? Um, So... So as far as theology, like obviously theology is just the study of God. Right. Um, you can break that down into like the study of doctrines, the study of ideologies, the study mm-hmm. of all this stuff, this stuff, which is like, I am passionate about those things. I'm very passionate about it because again, studied it, loved it. Um, so I do enjoy it when I can spar with somebody. Like one of the best, uh, it, it was one of my, one of my old roommates, one of his exes, she... <laughs> We didn't believe the same that she had. She had a few different beliefs. Uh, she was, I believe she was Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had a little differences on like how spirit works and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. She kicked my butt one time and we, and it wasn't like an aggressive, like we just had like a little spar back and forth. Like she was hanging out at the house, Clay was studying. Um, and so like we were just kind of talking about stuff and she knew that I was studying stuff and I was talking about my paper and what I, we, I can't even remember what the paper was, but um but we were talking about it and she was throwing out some stuff and even clay saw it. Clay was kind of like, like, 
because he knows I love, like, I enjoy that, like, kind of back and forth. Yeah. Um, she was throwing out some stuff that I had no answers for. Um, yeah. and, and I had to then go study it mm-hmm. to figure out, okay, well, what was she talking about? Like, what do I view as like what my, what the truth is and what do I see? Right. Um, I loved it. I, I even told, I think I even told Clay, I was, I was like, dude, I'm like, that was one of the best conversations I've ever had with anyone. Um, because it was challenging. Um, now again, I'm not saying that I want someone that's going to challenge me on stuff like that, like all the time. Like, yes, I think it's great. <laughs> for you to ask questions I'm, I'm i'm the biggest advocate of questioning your faith and like yeah. questioning why you believe stuff and all that um and, and so when i have a conversation with that with somebody i love it um i love where i'm at now where it used to be especially when in high school it was i'm gonna tell you the truth so i can be better than you and i can be right um that was what i grew up doing um now it's i want to learn what you understand and how you think about it um if I think that's wrong, I will probably point out what I think, what mm-hmm. I believe, but I'm not going to like try and will you into thinking what I believe. Cause I, I, I got to a point where I was just interested to in what other people believe, like mm-hmm. how they thought about stuff. Um, no longer about making your point. Yeah. It, it was just a, well, let me, let me, it was very more open-minded of like, I might not take your way as like, Oh, this is what I'm going to believe, but at least, I would like to hear it out, you know? Um, and so I love those conversations, those kind of ideas. I love people who think like that. Um, and so like, again, so as far as like the capacity for it, like I don't need her to know the differences between Armenianism, Calvinism and the five points of the tulip theory and, and okay, what makes yeah. it different and all that stuff and why you believe that and why I don't believe this. But it's more about just the like the I guess the mentality and innocence of like I just kind of I would like to learn that or I'm interested in that yeah um and again like I I think because Ben Stewart talks about the different levels that you can go to as far as like theology it's like obviously one is a believer but then like do you want y'all to have the same doctrines um Mm -hmm. do you want to have the same like specific like you can get as specific as you want I used to be like, oh, we need to believe the same of like everything. Um, now, I really only have like two general rules, uh, which is one, obviously believer. Two, um, I'm still strong enough in my own beliefs that I know she needs to have a more Baptist mentality. Um, even though like in general, like non-denominational, mm-hmm. most of the time is like a, Baptist theology. Yeah. Um, obviously, a lot of times they say it to because they're massive churches, more than likely, and they don't want to turn people away by having, like, Baptist on the name. Um, right. I have a friend who's non-denominational, or yeah. she goes to a non-denominational if you li- if church. If you listen to the church, the theology of it, and you read that, it, it's very Baptist. She said pretty much the only stark difference that she noticed was they have— the Lord's Supper every week. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of bigger churches will do that. Um, so, and again, sometimes, and again, so like that is again, that's a very minor thing. Yeah. That that's an example of the minor differences for me. Right. Like, cool. Again, that's it's how you interpret that scripture. You know, the right. reason we only do it, as far as like our Southern Baptist roots, only do it like once a quarter, is because they don't want to 
dilute the meaning of what it is. And I, I get it. I get how having it every week can dilute it. Like, it's just like a routine thing kind of thing. But I also understand that there's a lot of people in that church that I, that like, because like Watermark was the same. Uh, Oak Cliff, Tony Evans' church is the same. They do it every week. Um, there's a lot of people in them churches that I know for dang sure every week, week in and out, they're wholeheartedly into that. Right. It's, uh, it's that, up to the individual. That moment of worship. Yeah. Um, but so like stuff like that, like I know, so yeah, like obviously like if they're a believer, um, if they align with a, a, a Baptist theology or somewhat close to a Baptist theology, again, small details, I don't really, I call them secondary and tertiary mm-hmm. beliefs. Yes. Yeah. I don't really care that much about those. Like if we have different, like as long as we understand how Jesus, the spirit and God work, and then like salvation itself works. Like mm-hmm. if we align on that, there's not a whole lot outside of that, that like will make me not want to date you mm-hmm. like that. It's not like a make or break kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely more relaxed than I used to be. It used to be like, Oh, we have to do a line on 95% of everything. Right. Like, it's not that anymore. Like the main, the primary issues. Yes, we absolutely need to line, but anything outside of those is like okay well let me hear what you say and if i like it i might understand where you come from or maybe not you know just how it is right i like that and the reason i asked about like what do you mean exactly when Mm. you say you're a theology buff is yeah i know several men who are theology buffs but they sure don't live like it yeah And so, I mean, for me, I I just wanted to, I was just curious of what you meant by that and what exactly your expectations would be of her in aligning with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not crazy. There, there are definitely a lot of people who are, yeah, who like, it's people can sometimes get caught up in the knowledge of scripture and not followed scripture like that happens that that happens a lot um that's i always used to never understand why like pastors would like cheat on their wives and have affairs or do all this stuff but it's like you get it like Mm -hmm. we always put a pastor as a high higher power because it's like oh they know so much that well yeah they have knowledge of the scripture but knowledge doesn't always translate to living it out so it's they're also responsible for shepherding the flock yeah AKA taking care of the denomination. I mean, no, congregation, denomination. Yeah. <laughs> Close. One man is responsible <laughs> for every Baptist. No. But, um, yeah, I was curious about that. Um, I think my next question would be say you're in the relationship now. What. Do you expect her to go to the same church as you? Do you expect her to be leading, serving? Like, what all kinds of things are you expecting there? Um, no, they don't have to go to the same church as me. Um, again, I'm going to try and pick someone who's in the same denomination at least. or like not Because, right. again, non-denom is easy. It's like if they're non-denom, they're probably Baptist or close right. to Baptist. Um, but, no, yeah, so no, they don't have to be in the same church as me. Um, if they are great, like that's, I think that's a good, oh yeah, we're going long on this one. I don't care. I told her I don't <laughs> care. 
uh, we're literally at it's only an hour fifteen. We got plenty. Dude, <laughs> I, I promise you, I'm perfectly fine with this being a three hour episode. I don't care. Um, <laughs> and I'm not gonna break it up either. It's all gonna be one episode. Um, but um, so yeah, no, they don't have to go to the same church as me. It would be nice to because again, that's a good opportunity to see them interact with people. Right. Uh, is the church setting. So yes, that is an opportunity that if it presents itself, great. Love it. But no, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, you have to come to my church now. Because um, I, whenever I hear that or see that, I'm like, why are you missionary dating them? Because that, that's what I immediately think of. It's like, oh, you're trying to missionary date somebody if you're like bringing them to your church. Um, so when you move into marriage, how do you navigate that? That is when you have that hard conversation. Yeah. Um, and again, I, th- I think that is like an engagement talk. Because ben, right. ben, ben talks about it. Obviously, y'all know it. Y'all went through it. Um, ben talks about before you get engaged, you have to sit down and disclose a bunch of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you talk about your past. You talk about your mistakes. You We talk did that before. <laughs> well, yeah. It's not It's not necessarily like engagement. But, like, yeah. ben, Ben's advice is, like, don't do it on the third date. Like, make that, like, yeah. a in the relationship <laughs> kind of thing. Um, just deeper in the relationship. Like, you... you like, in my opinion, I probably won't have a conversation like that with a girl unless I know I love her. Um, like, that's when I would open up to that. That's Because, again, my past sucks. Um, I know <laughs> that whoever I end up with won't be perfect. So, it's like, I don't want to bring that on too early. Um, mm. But that would be when I would then be like, okay, well, let's talk future. You know, like, we go to different churches. What are we going to look at? What are we going to teach our kid? Because that's, because I mean, again, and again, that's why I do structure it to I would at least like to have the same denomination um a lot of people are like what does it matter if you have the same denomination or not it doesn't matter or anything I'm like <laughs> no it does if you truly does believe. yeah it's like it does if you believe it like if you believe in it because mm-hmm. certain denominations do teach certain different things mm-hmm. and then it does go into the whole because it's a lot easier for me to say oh we'll go to this church that's a Baptist church or we'll go to this one versus Either we're gonna go to this Pentecostal church or we're right. gonna go to my Baptist church. Like it's a lot Very, easier. It's a lot easier for me to just say, "Oh, I'll just go to this church. It's still Baptist. It's still what I believe." Stuff like that. That's easier right. to move. Um, which sure. is why I do still go to that depth of, like, what we have to agree on uh, as yeah. far as like denomination. Which, in reality, is like does contain like a lot of secondary issues, like that aren't important to salvation, but they are important to the style of church and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I draw that line. Everything past that, it's like, okay, cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so that would be a talk of, like, later down the line. At the beginning, absolutely not. As long as you're going to church, like, that's really the main thing. Um, but I do think it gives you good opportunities to see them serve, to see them interact with other people, you know, stuff like that. Um, the serving part, like I'm not even serving a church at the moment because I'm not a member of a church yet. I have to uh, the membership stuff for Mobile is coming up in a couple weeks, I think. Yeah, it's it's like middle of January. Um, so I mean, like right now, I can't be too picky anyway. But like, yes, I would obviously love hope that that person is like serving in the church and and involved and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. This will be my last question. Okay. Moving on to marriage, mm. what are three specific ways that you will spiritually lead your spouse and your family? <laughs> mm. 
Doug, you want to answer? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is a hard question to answer. I can give you a blanket answer, but that I think a lot of that will depend on who I actually end up with. Um, because of the different capacities, I guess. Um, and what I mean by that is so like if I do end up with someone who is able to challenge me on theology and stuff like that, um, I will definitely look at it a lot more like a partnership versus my, my word goes kind of thing. Um, as far as like spirituality, cause again, like if, if my spouse knows just as much as me about like certain issues and theology and stuff like that, I might take her lead on it, you know? Um, cause I think it's important as though, yes, the man is supposed to be the leader. A good leader doesn't just say my word goes, they hear the options and they choose what's best. Yeah. Um, or they're supposed to at least. Um, so like understanding that the different perspective of something might be something that I can't see or something that I just n- never thought of, mm-hmm. um, will lead in that direction. Um, but I mean, so like just in general spirituality, obviously leading the family, like the general, the, the, I was about to say general specifics, but that's like an oxymoron. Um, <laughs> I think, I think, uh, Steve Carell says that in the office. I think that's <laughs> I think he says I'll give the general specifics later. I'm like that's an oxymoron. Um, but like obviously, like making sure that we're a part of a church that we're mm-hmm. trying to serve in the church that we that's what I'm looking for. take our kids to church and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, you know, just how I grew up. You know, like my parents were loving enough to take me and my sister to church and not force us to go, but like yeah, kind of force us to go. You know. Yeah. Teach us the right things. It didn't feel like you were being forced. Yeah, no, it didn't. Um, now I definitely wasn't gonna be like, I'm not gonna go to church today. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was never, right. gonna, I was never gonna try and say that. But, um, <laughs> but no, like, yeah, the general, uh, the general specifics of like going to church, making sure we're trying to serve. Um, but again, like, I don't see, I, I don't see that different to what I'm gonna try and do in my own personal life anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, again, I think, and it, it, it goes back to just. The idea of like, you know, before you get into a relationship, make sure your own heart is right. Because what you're going to do in your own life is generally going to be what you're going to try and do in your relationship. Um, So if it's the right things in your own personal life with God, then it should translate to the right things in your relationship with your your spouse and your family and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'll end with one thing. I will never forget... In our premarital counseling, Mm -hmm. my dad took us through Ephesians 5, (laughs) where it tells wives to submit to their husbands. Mm. And um, it shows a lot of comparison between wives and husbands and Christ and the church. Mm. And so it says... Sorry. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, because the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of the body. And then it also says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her to make her holy, cleansing her with the washing of water by the word. So 
you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of men who try to use this to their advantage in their marriage. Um, just a fact of life. Mm. But I'll never forget when I heard Doug say something along the lines of me loving her requires me listening to her and and also giving up the things that I want and submitting to her. Mm. <laughs> and he talked about just how like we should be submitting in all of our relationships, not to the same extent, but we should be giving up the things that we want and putting others first. So, yeah, I mean, it's all about not being selfish. Yeah. I mean, the best. I think that. But, I mean, that again, that's the aspect of serving in general. Is yeah. Not being selfish to serve others. Yeah. Again, it all boils down to the same thing. It all boils down to that. If yeah. you ain't right in yourself, you ain't going to be right in a relationship. Right. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. Is that it? You? That's all your questions? Um, is that all my questions? Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> hey, like I said, I love this topic. I'm perfectly fine with keeping going. If we you can do more. another episode, yeah, we can do another one. You can if think of more really questions. Because I love uh, again, I love this topic. I haven't dated in a long time, but like I love relationships, talking about them, stuff like that. Because again, that that was one of the big pushes for me to like really figure out what kind of age group I wanted to try and minister to mm-hmm. especially when i was like thinking about like youth ministry or i was not doing kids ministry um <laughs> but like I, re- I i realized the the like kind of young adults era area is is really important especially in relationships because it's just a big moment in a lot of people's lives um yeah, yeah. all right if that's all you got but we're right. we're like almost an hour and a half this will <laughs> okay. be a long a little bit longer episode but on to y'all's episode. I love the content, so I'm probably <laughs> fine with it, and I, y'all just going to have to listen to it for an hour <laughs> and a half. Um, I don't know what the numbers were, because I haven't posted the new episode yet. Uh, that's supposed <laughs> to be that's supposed to be out today while we're recording, um, but I know there's still a handful of people, and I'll tell you right now, the fact that a handful of people still listen to us, now I don't know if the download, it just says downloads. I don't know if that just means they click on it, to quote unquote download it or if they actually have to listen. I have no clue. I've listened to some, but I haven't downloaded them. Well, once so you, I don't know. So when you click it, it counts it like as a download. Um, so like on our, like when I pull up okay. the website, basically it mm-hmm. shows like downloads of each episode. Basically when you click on it to listen to it, it downloads it. Um, cool, cool. So, but again, <laughs> I don't know if it's like, oh, they have to listen to the same, the whole episode or what. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even in our slower, lower weeks i mean we still have a hand a good five to ten people yeah. consistently so i'm like the fact that five to ten people want to hear us constantly i'm kind of <laughs> blown kind of blown away from that but i i want everyone who does listen to know that we love you um emily will be back eventually other than she'll just have to think of more questions or she probably has enough to do a whole nother episode already um but no i really love this topic i love having different people than just douglas on because Douglas gets stale. <laughs> I've never been stale a day in my um, life, son. But no, I enjoy it. I, I, and, and I like your perspective, the woman's perspective of it, especially when it comes to like talking about relationships. Crazy. Women like know women. Yeah. All right. Well, then we're going to end it right there. <laughs>